You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, Now all my folks in Ohio, now that you are essentially all um, relegated to home and only essential business places um, like we are here in New Jersey, I hope everybody is safe, safe, um, strong, healthy. Um, Everybody, let's just find our way to hopefully get ourselves back to what was the norm. Just be patient, everyone. That's all I can stress at this time. Patience, safety, cleanliness. Um, and appreciate you all for being locked in with Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, here. Um, we're going to go through Mock Draft Monday, business as usual here. Um, if you hadn't heard, um, yeah, the draft will not be taking place in any way, shape, or form in Vegas. Um, they're going to find some way, I guess, to televise it, you know, with you know maybe you know FaceTiming, Zoom, Uber conference, which we use here. Uh, ways to get all 32 franchises involved. I'm sure they have something planned for the draft prospects as well. Um, it will definitely be an old school feel to the draft this year. But the process itself, I mean, yes, it's a show and it's a big time show that everybody loves. But in these times, uh, safety is of the utmost importance. So to do it uh, the way they're going to do it with a little old school feel to it, with a little modern technology to it, that's uh, what we're going to have to do here. Uh, just, you know, most important thing in Paramount is uh, safety for everyone around the country. Uh, we're going to go through three mock drafts here today on Monday. Um, Jordan Reed, uh, the Draft Network, obviously, um, you know, we have several guys from the Draft Network who work here with us with uh, Locked On. Uh, Jordan Reed is one as well. Uh, he covers Locked On NCAA. Does a fantastic job over there with Jonah Tools. If you haven't checked it out, by all means, go ahead and do that. Um, so we have Jordan's uh, mock draft version 6.0. Um, he was kind enough to pass along the picks here. Um, obviously, it's up at this point, so go ahead and check it out if you'd like the full written version here. But for the Cleveland Browns-wise, um, pick 10 overall. Um, Andrew Thomas, I've continued to go through this. He is the top tackle in this class. I think in a few years from now, when you talk about who's the top tackle of this class, it should be Andrew Thomas. If you're you know, debating somebody else, you may be splitting hairs. It's, it's a great group. Um, do you think there could be people who are more physically suited athletically for the Kevin Stefanski system? Of course, Tristan Wirfs. Um, and maybe if we had a full workout on Mekhi Becton, probably him as well. Um, but it's not like Andrew Thomas tested as a slouch athletically just because he was you know, not as great as the other guys. doesn't mean he didn't measure up. So Jordan's selection at number 10 overall Andrew Thomas from Georgia, obviously, I'm a huge fan. I think he is the most polished, ready-to-go pro-style NFL tackle. Whether or not that's the perfect fit for Kevin Stefanski's offense, time will tell on that. Uh, Pick 41 overall, and of course, uh, Jordan, I don't know if he knew this or not, but uh, played right in to the Cleveland Browns fans' hands. Antoine Winfield Jr., cornerback, from I'm sorry, uh, safety out of Minnesota. Um, Jordan, I mean, Antoine, as we had mentioned here, uh, a little of the things you were concerned about was the size. Um, he is a little bit undersized. Uh, the weight is okay. He's north of 200 pounds, 5, 10 and change. Yeah, it's going to cause you some hesitation, obviously. Um, but tested like a plus athlete, ran in the four fours, vertical jump of 36, which is, you know, you'd like a little better, but you're certainly going to take at, and it's nothing to sneeze at. Then you go to the film. Um, always the most intelligent player on the field, whether it's playing, you know, deep as a free safety, you know, 30, 40 yards down, you know, down the field and the ability to break on the ball, break on a receiver. It's just incredible. Or it's the, you know, recognition in the run game and how quick he can get to the line of scrimmage. Or even as a blitzer and the havoc he can create behind the line of scrimmage. Antoine Winfield Jr., pick 41, is a special, special player. I think with the work they've done here with Sendejo, and you know, obviously with Carl Joseph, I think this is a perfect piece to fit in here. I think he fits this 
safety room now better than we were all just saying, oh, go ahead, Antoine Winfield Jr., because he can do a little bit of everything. The work they've done here certainly, certainly has Winfield slide in here seamlessly as a part of the safety rotation. Pick 74, Willie Gay Jr., Mississippi State. You know, obviously Willie had some issues academically, which led to some problems for him, you know, uh, down in Starksville, which, you know, these things happen. Um, it's on Willie. He's got to own that. Um, but again, in the NFL, nobody's going to worry about your grades. Those days are well, well in the behind for Willie Gay Jr. Ridiculous athlete, tested extremely well, whether it was the jumps, whether it was the 40. Willie Gay Jr. can move, make no mistake about that. He would automatically be the fastest, most athletic linebacker in the building, probably most fastest, most athletic linebacker that's worn a Cleveland Brown uniform in quite some time. Uh, not a ton of on-tape experience, which is going to cause you some hesitation. Even if you were to draft him at 74, you're probably not going to count on him as a day one starter. Maybe somebody that's going to come in if a B.J. Goodson goes off the field. Um, in nickel and dime situations, Willie Gay and his athleticism comes in to chase tight ends, chase running backs in nickel and dime situation. Willie Gay Jr. is interesting <clears throat> and certainly you know an athletic piece that could work with the way this linebacker uh, core is currently constructed, maybe your nickel linebackers, him and Mac Wilson, that type of thing. But Willie Gay Jr., pick 74. Pick 97, still wish it was pick 90. Uh, Hakeem at energy, uh, offensive tackle out of Kansas. Um, you could go either way with this. Could he possibly be a guard convert? Certainly. Um, you're going to need a swing tackle down the road. The Conklin deal is maybe for three years. Who knows how it works out? Um, there's certain ways around it but this is a really good tackle class so if even if you're going to go tackle at 10 um that gives you two starting tackles there's nothing wrong with having a, a third tackle who is a quality player uh dingy tested well in indianapolis so there's certainly a possibility you could kick him inside the guard and just get more athleticism there wyatt teller the one thing that's going to hurt him in this new offense is obviously that he is limited as an athlete um so you do have your concerns about that the fact that callahan is a big fan that's certainly Gives Teller a leg up. Drew Forbes, <coughs> who knows exactly where he fits into this. He does have the athletic profile, which shows well to this new offense that Kevin Stefanski is going to run here, the wide zone. Um, obviously, he was drafted as a tackle out of college. They were using him as a guard. Um, we heard a ton last year that there were possibility that Drew Forbes can snap the ball. So whether or not he's maybe looked at as a reserve center as well. It's interesting, but there is no you know no wrong way to go about this. If it's a strong offensive line class here, there's no reason to keep adding pieces here, and just continue <coughs> to build up a strong unit, a strong room with Akeem uh, Denegy out of the University of Kentucky. We're gonna roll on through here on Locked On Browns. We're gonna get to Pete's latest mock over here on SI.com here in a minute. Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Browns. As far as the Google Home or Alexa, um. With the times that we're going through here right now, I know everybody's looking for a little break here. Um, if you have the Google Home, ask you to play the latest, latest Cleveland Browns news. It will fire it up for you. You'll get me in a one-minute segment, five-minute segment, segment, shorter, just factual stuff, obviously. And you know, there's another way to follow the show and get information from me as we're all going through here. So Google Home, I appreciate everybody starting their mornings with me on the Google Home versions of Locked on Browns. Now, with Pete's mock, Pete uh, opted to go a little bit of a different way here. Pete, uh, you know, obviously there's always the trade-down scenario, and I know everybody gets nervous about that. Everybody despises it. But Pete took this in, not only, I mean, he didn't microwave it, he microwaved the living daylights out of it. So in this scenario, 
<clears throat> Pete has the Browns dropping from 10 to 26 with the Miami Dolphins. He adds a second-round pick, uh, an extra third. Um, so pick 26, Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle out of Boise State. Ezra will turn 22 about a month or so, uh, a little less than a month after the draft. What you like about Ezra, obviously, is the 40 time, 4.93, nothing to slouch about. Uh, very athletic, 9.3, 30-inch vert, pretty good for guys who are almost 300 pounds, uh, 311 pounds. He is a guy that projects really well athletically to this system. Um, and I know Pete's concerns, and I know my concerns with him is, you know, sometimes just doing his job. That's just not good enough sometimes at the offensive tackle position. We stress we like the big old bullies, the big old jerks, the guy that'll knock you to the ground and then knock you to the ground again. Ezra Cleveland could use some of that to his game, getting paired with Joel Batonio, with J.C. Treader, um, and now with Jack Conklin. That might be able to give him that nasty disposition that would just only elevate Ezra Cleveland's game. And at 26, I, I wholeheartedly believe there's going to be seven offensive tackles drafted in this first round. So Ezra Cleveland, 26 overall. Ezra Cleveland comes to Cleveland, pick uh, 26 overall. Now you get the uh, Dolphins' second-round pick here. <coughs> and this is a nice addition. This is a player we've talked about, um, Ross Blacklock. Uh, Ross is you know a little over 6'3", 290 pounds. A little bit of undersized for a defensive tackle. But that's what this system wants. Ran a 4.9 flat 40. Um, similar jumps to Ezra Cleveland here. Um, ran a uh, three cone of 7.77, which probably causes some hesitation. But again, those scores were so off the mark as far as everything went on the combine. You look at the tape. He's a quick penetrator. Quick off the ball. Makes a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, 25 solo tackles. Um, you know, nine tackles for loss. Three and a half sacks. All solid production from Ross Blacklock this year down in, uh, obviously down for Texas Christian University. Solid player, and year in, year out, TCU seems to be pump, you know, pumping out more and more talented players. Pete also picked 41 here. Antoine Winfield, um, again, this is a player we just cannot spend enough time speaking of, and the superlatives, the intelligence, the talent, the ball-hawking skills, um, solid tacker, tackler, willing tackler. Um, ferocious hitter. He will make plays on the ball. He will break up plays. Just a, a fantastic player. Um, I, I got. I would right now be 100% on seven interceptions this past season uh, for the Golden Gophers. Uh, Antoine Winfield, just a special, special talent. Now here in round three, um, Malik Harrison, uh, Ohio State. Um, the question of production was a little bit there, but again, he was in such a fantastic defense. Lots of you know great players. Really difficult for everybody to get you know their numbers, so to speak. Not to mention a lot of times Ohio State by the third quarter, second stringers were on the field. Almost six foot three, two hundred forty-seven pounds. The forty you'd like a little faster at four six six, causes you a little bit of hesitation. Not a ton, but a broad jump of ten two, a vert of thirty six. That's the same as Antoine Winfield. We're talking two hundred forty-seven pounds getting up in the air like that. That's pretty good. What really wows you? The three cone. 6.83 for a linebacker. That is fantastic. Uh, there were times where, you know, where better athletes got him. Obviously, the semifinal game, Travis Etienne, uh, you know, got the best of them on a run where he was able to cut up underneath them. Yes, yes, yes. But Travis Etienne is also a fantastic talent. Malik Harrison coming in here, maybe as opposed to a Willie Gay. You're getting more of a proven guy on the field as opposed to a Willie Gay. So I'm, I'm okay with this selection. Malik Harrison, this is right in line with where he's going to fall. And you put him behind now a uh, defensive line where you would have Blacklock. 
and obviously you have Andrew Billings brought into the fold, um, should pair very well and should be able to kind of maybe be the mainstay going further at the linebacking core. Devin DuVernay, wide receiver from Texas. Uh, first things first, kid can move. Uh, you know, sub sub four 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 three nine speed. Uh, broad jump over 10 feet, uh, vert a little bit less than Winfield, and uh, obviously Harrison. Uh, 106 receptions last year, uh, showed really well out of the slot. Um, he's not there yet as the route runner so much, but he can kill you from the slot from a speed and athletic standpoint. You get him in here where he gets to look at Jarvis, he gets to look at Odell Beckham Jr., go about that work. You're getting a solid guy here to play the slot and groom into this offense. Another pick here in round three. This is a guy we all kind of love. Um, the thing about Amik Robinson is Amik Robinson is 5'8 and change, 100 and, almost 190 pounds. He plays like the biggest, baddest dude on the field, and he is nowhere close to it. He will match up with anybody. He's playing wide receivers from Texas, giving up six, inter- giving up six inches, mouthing the whole time, don't think it twice about it. Uh, physical, strong, will make a play on the ball, you know, gets a little handsy, but as a smaller guy who's going to play in the slot, which is ideally where we're going to want to put Amig Robinson, this is the guy you want for that role. Just a fun, physical, tough nose player. 44 solo tackles last year. Pretty impressive, uh, you know, for a cornerback, you know, a little bit less than 200 pounds. Round four. Um, this is actually funny. This is a player Pete and I were actually debating between ourselves on yesterday. Um, we talk about Kyle Duggar. You talk about Jeremy Chin. These two small, smaller school safeties. Chin, not as smaller, obviously, as Duggar. <coughs> Duggar, you see, and you just see linebacker. That's what it comes to me. Everything is downhill, downhill, downhill. Fantastic at it. You can get a weak side linebacker that runs a four-four-six and has the athleticism Kyle Duggar does. That's not a terrible idea to do with Kyle Duggar. I think, and I know Pete thinks a little bit more, that Jeremy Chin can do a little bit more than just, you know, can be more of the true safety. 6'3", 220, runs a 4'4", you know, uh, vertical jump of 11'6", uh, vertical jump of 41, broad of 11'6", athleticism for days. Didn't get a three cone. We probably won't get a three cone. 48 solo tackles, solid number. I like Jeremy Chin as a safety that can do everything on Sundays. Um, if you give me a choice between him and Kyle Duggar, I will want uh, Jeremy Chin. I just think what I know he can do is more than what I th- I'm confident in Kyle Duggar is going to be able to do. Casey Tohill, uh, edge from Stanford in the sixth foot in the sixth round, six foot four and change, 250 pounds. Um, true traditional edge, four six two forty, not too bad. Broad of ten six, a vert of thirty eight, quite quite impressive. Three cone. 7.08. You'd love to be under that seven, but for almost six foot four, 250 pounds, not too shabby. Eight sacks in 2019. 38 solo tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss. Just impressive resume. This would be a guy that would come in originally as depth. You know, the tape isn't overall fantastic, but you're getting a good enough athlete with a good enough resume and production wise here that if you can get this on you know, day three in round six, you got a guy we can work with. You got a guy working towards the future. You're going to have to find a cheap replacement for Olivier Vernon because Miles Garrett's going to get paid exponentially. Round seven, again, dipping back to the University of Minnesota, Carter Coughlin, 6'3 and change, 230 and change, a little light. Is he a linebacker? Is he an edge? To be determined. 457, that really, really helped his stock, obviously. 34 inch vert, you, you know, is, you know, it's not great, but it's also not terrible. 34 solo tackles. Had nine and a half sacks last year for the Golden Gophers. That's going to impress you about Carter Coughlin. You get a guy like this a little bit undersized in the seventh round. 
uh, you know, just yet another edge player. You, you know, you don't know, you know, where the this front uh, this front office is going to be with Porter Gustin or where they are with Brian Cox Jr. Getting as many bodies in here as possible at the edge position when it's going to get really expensive for one guy. Again, you're going to need cheap other guys, whether it's you know the other starter, whether it's your reserve guys. You're going to have to find a way to save some money there. So there is Pete's latest mock draft over on SI.com. I am going to fire up a new one here from the uh, Draft Network. We're going to take you on through that. Jeff Lloyd, Monday edition of Locked on Browns. So with that, um, Zabo Apparel, guys, small businesses are suffering the most right now. Brian Zabo and his family, just like anybody else with their own family-owned business, it's tough for them. You need apparel. Their apparel is fantastic. It comes from the heart. It's not like just rush to print like a hashtag thing or a silly moment, God forbid. It's done about you know their love and affection for this franchise. So Zabo Apparel, S-Z-A-B-O, ZaboApparel.com, at Zabo Apparel. On Twitter, on Instagram, you want to find product from a good family and decent quality apparel that holds up to a wash and a last a lifetime. Zabo Apparel. So now we fire it up. Obviously, we're going to do our brownies. We're going to go seven rounds. We'll go with a quick speed here. We're not going to do any trades here today. So we'll go with that and we fire it on up. What do you know? Joe Burrow went first overall. What a surprise here. Um, you know, I you know I like to do these. They're a nice break look. Three, four, five minutes tops. You're done here. Browns are up 10 overall. Top names on the board, CD, Lamb. Um, and this got really well for them. Uh, the tackles did not go early. I do not believe this is going to happen. Um, so you have every tackle on the board. I love Andrew Thomas. I think he's the best tackle in this class. Is he necessarily the best fit for the Browns' new wide zone system? I'm not positive of that. Makai Becton, if we had more testing, I'd say he's a slam dunk fit here as well. Uh, Jedrick Wills, I do like him for this system. I just think Andrew Thomas is a better player. But having the availability of having Wirfs here at 10, we're going to plug in Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, number 10 overall. This will take us to the second round here. Now now you would talk about a lineup of Wirfs, of Batonio, of J.C. Treader, of Ty Teller or Forbes, and now Jack Conklin at the right tackle. That It's not a bad... Bad unit. It's not a bad offensive line. Looking pretty good. You got tackles that can keep Baker upright as long as he takes his you know, foot, uh, you know, does his steps at the appropriate depth and steps up into the pocket, which he should have the you know, availability to do without tackles getting whipped off the edge like we saw a lot of going down the stretch last season. We are up at 41 overall. Some running backs have fallen to this point. Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Be fun names. Be really, really great to have. Just not the biggest needs here. The edges here, I'm just not a huge fan of, whether it's Zach Bond, whether it's Terrell Lewis. I like Zach Bond. I'm just not sure whether or not he's going to be athletic enough to be a difference as an edge maker. Um, and our guy is here, so why not? Let's make it three for three at 41. Everybody, he's a Browns favorite. We're going to be crushed if he doesn't come here. Antoine Winfield Jr., 41 overall. We all know the player. We all know the name. Now, this will take us here, obviously, into the third round, where you have 74 and 97. But like I was saying, with Carl Joseph, um, with bringing in Sendejo, you're not sure what they think of Redwine. Um, you bring in Antoine Winfield. That's four safeties there. I'm not saying they wouldn't draft another one, and there still isn't another one coming. It's not the worst group looking-wise at the safety position here. 
Uh, we are up at 74. Best available. You know, there's some interior defensive linemen. Uh, I've talked about Chin, but if I have Winfield, I'm not ready to commit to that yet. I don't think you're going to go tight end here again. Uh, so now we're going to start combing around here. We know we need a linebacker. What's the best available here at 74 overall? Uh, best available at 74 overall is Willie Gay Jr. Um, then you have Troy Dye, obviously out of uh, Oregon. Fun player as well. Uh, we'll look at the cornerback position here. Um, the names here, I'm not ready to just run to just yet at 74 overall. There's one, obviously, Pete and I love, Stephen Thomas as well. We talked about Mr. Robinson a little earlier. Um, we're going to look uh, real quick at the interior defensive line position and the names here. Again, just not there, so we'll Pete to edge. And now this is where you get some interesting names. Uh, Joshua Uchi, obviously Michigan, Grenard. Um, this is one I keep coming back to, and I just think at the size, six foot three, two fifty, Tennessee. Darrell Taylor, um, the play has just gotten better and better over the last couple of years as Tennessee has kind of got off the, you know, the doormat, so to speak, as a program. So we're going to go Darrell Taylor here from Tennessee at seventy-four overall. Now that'll bring us to pick seventy-four. I mean, pick ninety-seven. Obviously, we're still hoping and getting something done here, as far as an edge is concerned. Does it turn out to be Everson Griffin? That'd be fantastic if it does. Um, certainly would uh, appreciate the help, um, but we'll see. And we said it wasn't going to be a great free agent class for the edge position and the depth. It's I'm sorry, the draft is not bringing a ton at the edge position as well here. Uh, so we look at the interior defensive line here. Um, you know, Shard Lawrence is an interesting name. We're going to peek on over the linebacker here. Um, that market is kind of drawn up a little bit. Uh, so we'll go back to interior. Um, Rashard Lawrence, I'm going to go here with from North Carolina State. Athletic guy. Production was there. Laurel Murchison, we've talked about him a lot. I know Steven's a fan. Pete's a fan as well. The testing backed up. Some solid production. North Carolina State's been putting out good defensive linemen for years now. Laurel Murchison, North Carolina State at pick 97 overall. That will be the Duke Johnson pick. So Laurel Murchison, congratulations for forever being tied to running back Duke Johnson. Takes us now to 115. Obviously, we've gone interior. We've gone edge. We have gone safety. And, of course, we have gone offensive tackle. So now we're going to have to look to the linebacker spot. And this one keeps lining up, and I love it. Pick 115 overall. Love this production. Love this tape out of Cal. We were big fans of Evan Weaver. Tested pretty well at the combine. Better than we had thought. I think he kind of got you know un unrecognized, maybe, because some guys tested elite Evan West Evan Weaver tested pretty good from Cal um, and you're talking about the fact you know 135 140 tackles a year this kid made almost every tackle while he was a linebacker at the University of Cal Evan Weaver pick 115 overall so now you have Evan Weaver you have BJ Goodson you have Mac Wilson you have Sione Taki Taki um, whether or not, you know, how they feel about Willie Harvey, I'm sure they don't know much about him. You know, obviously Willie played a little bit last year before getting injured on special teams, but we're starting to make a mark there. Fun player, obviously undrafted free agent in 2019, part of the old regime, but a good player, you know, put together solid college production. Um, interesting to see what this franchise is going to think of Willie Harvey, but there you go. That's now five linebackers deep there. Um, this one's going to take a little bit, obviously, as we're going to go through the fifth round, as the Browns have no fifth round pick. We'll be coming up here in the sixth round. We've already put a checker on a checker as far as what they've done with free agency. We got another interior defensive lineman. We got another linebacker. We had another safety to the mix. 
Um, so we'll continue to roll on through here. We're going to look here, um, maybe, you know, just peek around a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not sure whether or not this is something they're going to do here. I am going to go first things first and look at the wide receiver position. Um, and a name we've been talking about a lot, and there's two here I actually like, one from Tennessee and obviously for you Ohio State fans, one from there. Um, I've talked about if I'm going to take a wide receiver from Ohio State of the three, I want Benjamin Victor. He brings something different to the room. He's got more size. He's got more length than Odell and Jarvis. Uh, you know, maybe some jump ball ability, that type of thing. I do like Jawan Jennings, uh, Benjamin Victor, better athlete. Tessa like the better athlete. I'm going to take Benjamin Victor here in round six from the University of Ohio State, the Ohio State University. Benjamin Victor in round six for your Browns. This will come up to here when the last picks in the draft for us here. Now, we're going to look here probably most likely to go with yet another cornerback. Um, the reason for me doing so is you can never have enough of them. And if you're going to be a winning team, you're going to be in nickel. You're going to be in dime a lot. So what are you going to need? You're going to need defensive backs. We'll take a quick peek here at the safety position. We'll take a quick peek here um, you know, at corner. But you know, this is what you're most likely going to be focused on here is one of those two. DBs are worth their weight in gold. Pass rushers, defensive back. If you're going to be a good team, you want to be able to get after the quarterback and you want to be able to cover. So we go to the safety position first here. Um, the names sticking out, Jalen Elliott, Jalen Hawkins, David Dowell. Just nothing here really moves the needle. Now for me, I'll go to the cornerback position. And there's a name here now, and everybody will pick on me for being Homer. Levante Taylor, three years ago, was once considered a potential first-round pick at Florida State. He's had some off-the-field, not necessarily troubles, but just some off-the-field personal stuff that slowed down the career. Obviously, the can continuous changing in coaching hasn't helped him. But I like Levante Taylor. I think he's physical enough. He's not too big that he's going to be hurt you in the slot. I like Levante Taylor to go inside as a potential slot here down the road. I'm only getting him with a seventh round pick for a guy who once had a huge big time pedigree uh, coming to Florida State out of Virginia Beach. Levante Taylor, cornerback Florida State with the idea and the impression that I will play him at the nickel position here, or maybe there's even going to be times where I can put him outside. And if the biggest issue the opposing team has is who they're putting in the slot, I can use Denzel Ward to kill that issue. Um, again, now, uh, I wish everybody the best. Uh, stay patient, stay safe, stay clean. Um, for all my folks in Ohio, you are now as locked down as well as I am here in New Jersey. I wish you guys the best. And again, you know, let's all get through this together. I'm glad I can be a little bit part of your day to break up the monotony here as we're dealing with our new norms, kids learning at home. I've got my wife now working at home. I'm podcasting. They're all doing work. Seems something a little criminal there, I guess. Ha ha ha. Just kidding, ladies. I love you. So this has been your Monday edition of Locked On Browns. Um, why we're locked in, I cannot thank you enough for staying locked on. Obviously, any podcasting app you use, uh, ratings, reviews would be fantastic, guys. I do appreciate you all for that. As always, so this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.